Every student is unique. Every student learns differently, and every student matters. This is Idea Exchange, the future of K-12 education series, brought to you by Macmillan Paston Smith Architecture. Welcome to the future of K-12 education, summer school sessions. This is Ben Thompson with the Idea Exchange, the future of K-12 education podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you again for this next summer school series. I've asked a colleague of mine, Michelle Smith, the K-12 sector leader in our Charleston office to join this important series of podcasts. Michelle has worked in K-12 education and higher education for projects and clients over the last 20 years. She is a highly experienced designer and a thoughtful advocate for providing the best environments for students, teachers, and the communities they serve. And she's also a friend. Michelle and I were classmates in college and I'm glad that she has joined this exchange of ideas in education. You'll be pleased to meet her as well. Hi, I'm Michelle Smith. I'm an architect with Macmillan Paston Smith Architecture based out of the Charleston office, and I help lead the education studio in that office. In episode seven, we're going to talk about Jasper County Schools. Jasper County School District's mission brief is student-centered, future-focused. Many schools have similar mission statements, but how does that mission shape planning when you're running a smaller school district? Programs in early childhood education can help foster community support while proper capital improvements planning can turn visions into reality. In this episode, I talk with Dr. Rochelle Anderson, the superintendent of Jasper County Schools in South Carolina, to dive into how early education programs can support community needs and how their integration can be supported by the community. When it works, it's a mutually beneficial system that can achieve both a school's mission and a community's needs. Join us for this illuminating conversation. Dr. Anderson, I'm so excited that you've uh, decided to join us in our podcast series, and we're so delighted to have you uh, to talk about um, Jasper County Schools. Absolutely. Now, you have been the superintendent for Jasper County Schools Mm -hmm. for the last three years. Yes. So you have been there long enough to get your feet wet and get settled (laughs) in and, and, uh, you know, consider the community needs for what uh, the schools and the district need. Yes. And one of the important factors I feel like you have talked about in the past that we have discussed in the past together is the importance of early childhood education to the community. So I wanted just to start off with that question um, for you and how you came to the determination that um, early childhood education is very important for Jasper County schools and what you would like to do to implement that. Sure. Um, And I think it's a great question, um, Michelle. And you are correct. Um, I've gotten my feet wet, Um, been there for three years. And um, a part of being there for three years was launching um, a a listening tour of Mm -hmm. of just the needs that existed within our community. And what we realized is that we have our children in our schools, Mm -hmm. but we're always playing catch up. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that academically, Um, Our students were not performing and are not performing where they need and where we would desire for them to be performing. And so we realized that in order for us to improve our schools in Jasper County School District, we needed to address academic success, Mm -hmm. not just for some students, but for all students. What does our data tell us? Mm -hmm. And it tells us that our students are not entering school on grade level. 
it tells they're not prepared. It tells us that our students actually need a foundation, but a strong foundation. So the way to do that in our minds was to tackle our students from the beginning. And the only way we felt we could do that it's by accessing them as early as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's early learning. That's early childhood um, education. We realized that the that from from birth, mm-hmm. you know, um, to to five years of age, most students and most children's brain has developed mm-hmm. at least 90 percent of what they're going to already know. So prior to teachers even teaching mm-hmm. students what students are really going to learn and be exposed to, they're already exposed to it. So we had to take it upon ourselves to just understand that we needed to address early learning. And what that meant was we looked at our data and the state of South Carolina um, does do um, provide an assessment um, entitled um, KRA, the Mm -hmm. Kindergarten Readiness Assessment. Mm -hmm. And we realized that less than 30 percent of our students, um, almost approximately 27.4 percent were entering kindergarten ready. That's an issue. Mm, right. That's yeah. a major issue. Less than a third. Less, well, than, less a third, than a third. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to have schools that are successful, we have to send our elementary students to middle school prepared. Mm-hmm. We have to send our middle school students to high school prepared. Otherwise, we're going to always have schools that are underperforming. Right. You have to start at the beginning. And I absolutely and you, and you refer to the brain development of the, of an individual, of a student, of a child, yes. you know, from infant to age five. Yes. Um, you've probably uncovered some of the studies that, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen been published in the most recent years about the number of words a two-year-old knows Absolutely. directly correlates with their vocabulary development Absolutely. at age five, which directly correlates mm-hmm. to their literacy level at you know, third grade, age third eight, grade. Yes. which then goes on to speak to whether they are well-prepared for secondary college. Absolutely. Secondary school, absolutely. You know, after high school, so, absolutely. So it really is uh, foundational. It as is, you say, the foundational importance. And so, with that, you know, um, obviously, there are other benefits to early childhood yes. education, not just improving the student outcomes that are so yes. important to uh, to you as a district leader and and the community as a, as a whole. But um, can you talk about a little bit about how early education may also help support the community, the larger community as a whole? I know we've talked a little bit about (laughs) it in terms of the district and its workforce as well. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. And so it it, it is to have a strong foundation and to develop a strong foundation early on for our learners, not only improves the workforce, but it definitely improves the community. For Mm -hmm. one, our students, if we can certainly build who they are initially, Mm -hmm. we can give back to the community because they can be a part of it, but not just a a part of it, but an integral part of it. That is determined by education. So we are the education entity. And so because our workforce literally are individuals who normally are those people that live there, we want to be that entity, that educational entity, to not only, as you said, talk about the academic outcomes, but we want to make sure that we are fostering the support, that we are sending leaders into Mm -hmm. the community. In order to do that, we still have to have the resources there to make that happen. And what I mean by resources, I clearly mean that we have launched the initiative to take two of our properties Mm -hmm. and to actually demolish what's there but to then erect state-of-the-art 
early learning academies. And that is important because not only can we enhance the workforce by employing individuals Mm -hmm. to help us, number one, educate our learners, but we can also create those individuals who are better prepared from when we receive them Mm -hmm. to when the, the community receives them. So a better community for me and for what we believe is that the educational realm has to take the initiative to make sure that we are developing those individuals that are prepared to give back to the workforce and, and be, and be successful, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. not have to leave their community to absolutely contribute to that. So it's a win-win for all of us. Businesses flourish, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the economy flourishes. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, we are a better community and and the foundation of that is education. Right. That's great. And that's a great, that's a great position to have Mm -hmm. uh, as a leader of, of the district and this important component, mm-hmm. this educational component in, in the community. And you do talk a little bit about resources. What other resources do you need? You know, I, I know that educational communities and districts lean greatly on um, businesses, on other organizations mm-hmm. within the community. Sure. What have you found um, that has been most helpful? Some other, some current partners that you have, but then what else do you feel like the district could needs and could benefit from. Sure. I, I want to speak from the need portion because okay. we do have business partners that mm-hmm. are very much so um, supportive, um, but we also have individuals who I can think of Sun City right now. Sun City um, definitely are retirees mm-hmm. and they continuously pour into our young people. Mm-hmm. They what, Whatever we need, we can call on them and we, and, and we receive it. We are also partners with USCB. Mm-hmm. TCL, the Technical College of the Low Country. We we are also partners with the United Way of the Low Country, and so they continue to pour into again resources and books and literature, training, mm-hmm. etc., exposure, mm-hmm. um, volunteers, so human resources mm-hmm. into our schools and into our students. And so when I talk about maybe a need um, for us, it's important for us to have a quality teacher mm-hmm. in front of every child every day. It doesn't happen just by happenstance. It has to be a valuable entity in front of every child. And they should have at their fingertips every day the, the hope that I'm going to have someone to love me just as much as, as my parents do and welcomes me open heartily. For, for Jasper County School District, that's impactful because we are a small rural school district. But we're that diamond in the rough. And so what we have to do is we have to actually recruit mm-hmm. the best educator. Right. And that's a need for us. It's a need because typically when we recruit, we don't have any issues recruiting whatsoever. We, we can recruit and people want to come. Mm-hmm. The, the issue now becomes retaining those, those qualified teachers. Right. teachers. And one of the, the, the caveats around that that we run into as a barrier and which is a need is housing. Mm-hmm. Housing right. is literally one of those areas that we're going to have to address and we're going to have to address it very early on because we can get um, individuals and recruits there. But when we get them there, our issue is where do you go? Where do you stay that you can afford to live? So it has to be affordable. It's an affordability yet issue. Attainable right. as well. Mm-hmm. And so right now, many of our <clears throat> 
when I talk about it being a need, and it's such a need that many of our teachers, they live on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. And so they live in Savannah. They live in Pula, Georgia. So they have to travel. They travel. So they're commuters. Mm-hmm. But we want them to be a part of the community and sure. talk about a workforce. To our initial question, that is indeed what enhances that workforce. Being a part of a community that you work in and being able to relate and give back continuously. That's, that's one of those needs that we certainly have. Right. Um, that that we continuously um, will will have to address and address, like as I said, very early on. Right, and I know you've talked about uh, you have talked about recruitment, mm-hmm. teacher recruitment, mm-hmm. and retainment, and mm-hmm. housing, and early childhood education, and all of these actually do work together. They do because when you think about recruiting younger teachers mm-hmm. who want to start families yes. once they if they can find affordable, accessible housing, they Mm -hmm. want to start families, then they uh, need that early childhood education support for for younger students and younger children Mm -hmm. so that they can continue to work and thrive in the community. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, you talking about all three things is a really interesting um, triangle of dynamic Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. that is, that is really important to our, to our listeners and that many um, communities in South Carolina. Absolutely. So I'd like to talk a little bit about um, this this process of developing and identifying these needs in the community. Obviously, you've spent a lot of time listening, Mm -hmm. listening to business leaders, listening Mm -hmm. to students, listening to parents in your district. Um, What are some of the challenges that you faced um, in that process? Maybe some Mm -hmm. naysayers, maybe some a little bit of resistance. (laughs) What what how have you been able to overcome those challenges? Well, well, I've been able to overcome those challenges by being persistent, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. being committed, mm-hmm. um, by by truly um, building trust, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and and just not accepting the status quo. Um, it, it, it's not okay to for me um, for our team to do business as usual. Mm-hmm. So we've set it upon ourselves to number one create what we call our mantra, a tagline. Um, that centers around what we believe our central focus actually is. Mm -hmm. And for us, our mantra is student-centered future focus. So everything that we do, we believe it centers around our students, Mm -hmm. and we believe it has to be a contingency that builds their future. Mm -hmm. So whomever comes, we want whatever foundations that we've put in place, whatever processes that we've put in place, it is going to lead into the future of, again, Improving the community, improving the life of the, the next learner to come, improving the life of the next workforce that will certainly be a part of, of, of Jasper County School District, of Jasper County in general. But you, you asked the question, Michelle, in regards to the challenges, you know, the naysayers. I think probably the biggest challenge um, that, that I believe we encountered, um, and I can sum it up in one word, was accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability. Mm-hmm. On every end, accountability was just the one word that I believe speaks to really what we encountered. And when Mm -hmm. I speak of accountability, that's from the human side of it with people just doing their jobs Mm -hmm. and really being committed. And it's more than a paycheck. It's more than I'm just showing up because no one else wants to come to Jasper. It's more than the status quo. It was also for me the opposite side of that when it comes to facilities. Mm-hmm. Being accountable and making sure that when young people come into our facilities, that they are the best, right. that, that we have facilities that 
are a home away from home. Because many of our families, many of our teachers spend the majority of their day in our schools, in our facilities. So being accountable and, and having those difficult conversations and sometimes that accountability um, receive resistance because when I speak of accountability, I speak of it from beginning, beginning with me, Rochelle. Mm-hmm. And so I believe with accountability comes responsibility. So I'm responsible for ensuring that every child, as I said, every day has a qualified individual in front of them every day. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like for us is individuals who, number one, show up every day and they have a love for what they do. But they also buy into our mission, our beliefs, and our values. And they understand how to build relationships with young people. Um, the, the other side of that is we have facilities that look good on the outside. But that old adage of don't judge a book by its cover is something that we, we, we listen and we learn and we, we got into it. And we were the boots on the ground. And we realized, Michelle, that our facilities look good on the outside. But when you entered, Mm-hmm. They, they were not it's a welcoming. Total different story. It's a total different story. Mm-hmm. And so that may have ruffled feathers mm-hmm. because you had individuals who had been there who may not have been qualified in their craft, but they right. may have fit that moment that they were needed. Sure. And mm-hmm. so we had to seek individuals who were qualified, but not just qualified, Michelle. My goal was to get the best of the best, mm-hmm. to be a part of building our facilities that they are a place that you want to come from the point of having working HVAC units. Right. Okay. We replace them clean air, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from the, from the point of having floors that looked as though we cared about the flooring, you know, right. from the point of having desks that were not broken, but definitely that I could sit in and be a part of from the point of having a, a, a vehicle fleet, that didn't break down when our staff members went to professional development. That was important. To me, that's accountability. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you can ask anyone to do anything without giving them the resources that they need to get right. it done. That was the responsibility that I knew and I accepted when I embraced the challenges. So often we talk about uh, education mm-hmm. in terms of the curriculum, mm-hmm. which is very important, right. you know, for what students study, but it also, you know, being an architect, it yeah. also is about the built environment Absolutely. and ensuring that that built environment supports as much as, as fully as it can, mm-hmm. what is happening within mm-hmm. those walls to support mm-hmm. the teachers, the students, the learning that is taking place within those walls, Absolutely. but also that it um, is a sense of pride for the yes. facilities folks yes. and the district <laughs> that has to live with the building. You know, Absolutely. These are investments for the district. So it's really important to mm-hmm. think about it, about buildings holistically in, in, Absolutely. That, in that manner. Well, well, that's great that you, you know, you talk about changing the mindset mm. and mm. really rallying, rallying the troops, sure. rallying your staff. Sure. You know, you, We've known each other. For, we've worked together <laughs> over the past year. So I know what infectious personality and positivity and strength you you bring to 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 your your staff and ask ask them to, you know, come come mm-hmm. with you on this journey and and buy into these things. Uh, and I and I understand that um, I believe your thesis was written about the collaborative nature of leadership and bringing Absolutely. teachers on. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about 
that process because it seems so integral in how you are executing, sure. um, you know, the sure. overall vision that mm -hmm. you are developing mm -hmm. for the district, but it also probably drives a little bit day to day mm -hmm. of what you do. So can you just talk a little bit about that collaborative nature and how you approach that team building type of atmosphere? Absolutely. Well, I, I truly believe that um, to to begin, um, number one, with building that type of team, the team has to see exactly what you stand for, meaning what I stand for. Mm -hmm. So I am one of those individual leaders where I am going to model what I ask, mm -hmm. and I'm never going to ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do. So if I believe that, number one, we should be in our schools and that our schools should certainly see the leadership that's in the district office. Mm -hmm. And I believe that I have to be that, that model mm -hmm. to, to set the example, to set the tone, but also to share the expectation and then to hold, going back to that word, account accountable. Right, to show that you're just as accountable as everybody else. As everyone else, yeah. you know. Right. And there are times when I, my schedule doesn't allow me to be there as much as I want to. But rest assured, I am going to make sure that I am someplace in a building, in a classroom, speaking to a student and, and, and speaking to a staff member and figuring out what it is that we need to do to make sure that everyone has what they need to, number one, get the job done. That part of the cycle was important and is important because I'm the example, number one, and I'm not too big. My title is not too much that I can't roll up my sleeves and be what I expect everyone else to be. And reach everybody. And reach everyone. Capacity, you know, right. in every capacity, yeah. you're, you're absolutely correct. So that process began by being a, an example, mm -hmm. by being a role model, by, right. by being, being accessible. And it being accessible. It's yeah. being accessible. You know, I am not one of those individuals where I don't do my own calendar. I do my own calendar. I don't need anyone to do that for me. Um, you know, it's great if someone does, my secretary does, but I realize that I have the tools to, to do just that. And I don't have to depend on anyone and nor am I waiting mm -hmm, for right. that to happen. And that is what I need our team to understand. Mm -hmm. You don't need to wait on Dr. Anderson to do anything. Our vision is clear. Our, our roadmap is clear. Mm -hmm. And so a part of execution is to do it mm -hmm. and, and let's be about, again, building that trust. Let's be about being transparent, right. but let's be about being the example. And that's all we stand on. It's just that simple. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. That's, I, I love to hear that because, you know, we talk about, um, we talk about collaboration mm -hmm. in our educational Absolutely. spaces. Mm -hmm. So for us to understand as yeah. designers, you know, sure. that, that are, that the users of our facilities, not just students and teachers, um, need to, need to have the capability to collaborate. Absolutely. Um, it, it goes up, you know, it, it, does. it obviously um, reaches into the echelon of the district leadership and, mm -hmm. and how um, you have to collaborate and, and need those tools as well. Well, I'd love to transition in talking a little bit about uh, the decisions that <laughs> um, you all have been making for putting students first. Yes. I know that there are several initiatives mm -hmm. that the district is working on mm -hmm. um, that you've been working to implement over the past three years since you've been there. Some of the examples include um, a high level of accountability, yes. which you just talked about, <laughs> um, instructional technology, yes. um, which is a challenge mm -hmm. facing all districts across Absolutely. the state, especially Absolutely. in the, as we come out of the age of COVID and yes. uh, in, in that type of 
uh, um, infrastructure support. Um, you, there are STEM and STEAM mm-hmm. initiatives mm-hmm. and a whole other list, um, targeted mental health and mm-hmm. school safety. Sure. Can you talk a, about a few of these? There are probably a dozen and a half on my list, but can you maybe talk about yeah. the the top three in your mind that mm-hmm. are um, where you've made the most strides or the top, the top three where you feel are most important? Sure. Well, and, and, and I have to just, you know, segue into saying that I believe all of them, Michelle, are important. And mm-hmm. you are right. That list is definitely a list that has continued to grow. But it was our beginning um, in, in 2018, actually. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, if we look back, the, you know, what resonates from that list to me that, you know, one is instructional technology. Mm-hmm. Because not only when we when we thought about instructional technology, we had no idea and what we were going to embrace this past year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and right. Who you, would have known? Nobody as you would have said, known. no one did. And so the uncertainties, um, number one, that we embrace there um, certainly has allowed us to grow. Um, I believe to accomplish the task that we set out years ago, okay, right. naturally, but it forced us to arrive much sooner sure. than mm-hmm. where we were. And mm-hmm. so we had to revamp to make sure that we had, again, the human resources, mm-hmm. but also we had, again, the resources that are, that are the tools, such as devices that our students needed. We would have never imagined that we would be sending home devices with students from pre-K mm-hmm. through, through second grade. Mm-hmm. That was not in our peripheral vision or view of what we had planned. Right. But we ended up having to regroup a plan and, and revamp to make sure that we were all inclusive. And so um, that all meant all. We couldn't leave anyone out of that because we still had to have learning go on. So instructional technology took on a form of making sure that not only did we move very quickly to get there, but we made certain that resources were available, that we had the professional development that was Mm -hmm. available because all of us had to regroup. Really pivot, yeah. And pivot very very quickly. To to to, to adapt re- to yeah. adapt to so many unknowns, um, and and that was for not just our teachers, not just for us, but for parents, mm-hmm. for students as well, right. as well because right. they also needed these support. Right. And we also had to find our we find ourselves hiring more individuals just to keep up with the need to address the instructional technology needs. The other that 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 was that, you know, one of those goals that became um, very powerful was MTSS, mm-hmm. the multi-tiered support systems. Um, not that we didn't have it, but it's a tiered level of supports for every learner. Okay. And so there's a foundational base that every learner receives, but based on where your data is and based on what your needs are, you may need more intense support. Mm-hmm. And so we had to make certain that the resources and the, the supports that we had in place as individuals, um, academic intervention supports, be it an individual sitting with you in small group or mm-hmm. be it with, you know, you're sitting with an individual and doing a program online mm-hmm. such as Achieve 3000. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. to ensure that number one, we identified individual learners the correct way and we met them where their individual needs were. Mm-hmm. That That's literally great. was impactful mm-hmm. because while we say we were doing it, we realized that we were not doing it with fidelity. Mm-hmm. And so we had to, again, grow to a point that we, we, we implemented that, but we did it with, again, now a commitment, mm-hmm. um, but also with a mindset that 
we don't have a choice. We got to get it done. Right. So you modified your approach and maybe incorporate some other tools that helped you uh, revamp your process. Absolutely. Okay. And meet every learner's need. Right. And, and, where, and they, where they were. Where they yeah, were. Absolutely. Right. Right. And so we differentiated and we did a better job of it is what, what, what I w- really want to say. The other piece that I would say that I believe that we actually did a better job this year um, is because we had to. Right. It's recruitment and retention. Literally, we, this is probably the one year that we were able to retain more of our staff than we had in the past. Okay. Typically it was the opposite of just transition, you know. And Um, I know that there was some hesitancy at the beginning of this year, how many teachers would actually want to come back and, you know, do the in-person instructional or even do the virtual. I mean, it was such a challenging choice. So for, to hear that you all were able to retain you know, we were, we were, and we incentivized, we've mm-hmm. had an opportunity to take some of our ESSER funds mm-hmm. and incentivize our, our staff. Um, so we, and I said earlier that many of our individuals live on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. So we have a mileage incentive mm-hmm. that okay. we have tiered to three levels. And then depending on how far you travel throughout the year, we incentivize you with a financial monetary gift mm-hmm. to support your travel. For me, that that's showing that we need you. Right. And you are important. And wherever you're from, wherever you're living, we want to make sure that you can get to where we are. And that's in Jasper County School District because we we can't afford not to have you. And the other part, we've also given an attendance incentive Mm -hmm. just to make anyone know, listen, you being here every day is truly imperative to our success, to your success, to our district's success, to our students' success. And then we've also infused an academic incentive because as I said earlier, we realize that academically, we're not where we need to be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give us an excuse not to be. Right. So wow. for the hard work, that is what we're focused on, rewarding individuals for doing the right thing, number one, but for being a part of our family. That's great. And it sounds like such... Simple things, mm-hmm. simple gifts, but mm-hmm. these just moments of recognition sure. you know, can go a long way, can Absolutely. go a long way um, and make the difference in, in someone's um, commitment and, and the way that they're present. Sure. You're saying for the attendance. Well, a couple of other questions sure. as we continue on with our time together. I, um, one, of the, one of the things I, I did want to talk about today mm-hmm was the overall, I'm broadening a little bit, the overall mission and vision of sure. Jasper County Schools. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I took time and I, and I read these belief mm-hmm. statements, um, you have a mission statement, a vision statement, mm-hmm. and the beliefs. Sure. I was really moved mostly by the beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read a little bit of this, um, but you know, these are all on the county's website, the school district's website. We believe that teamwork is the key to success. We've talked about teamwork a little bit today. We believe that our children have first priority on all of our resources. Yes. We believe that the family is the most important unit in a child's development. Yes. We believe that education is a lifelong process. We believe that communication is the foundation to continuous growth in every community. We believe that each individual has the potential for excellence. We believe that all people have equal intrinsic worth. We believe that every individual has a responsibility to contribute to society. So I read them all (laughs) because every time I read them, I'm I'm moved by them. And I'm equally moved by the fact that the the language used was Mm -hmm. not necessarily that of the student. Absolutely. But of that of the child, Mm -hmm. um, the individual 
the family Absolutely. and people. So I can take all of these beliefs sure. and I can apply them to Jasper, the community of Jasper Absolutely. as a whole. So it, which is really moving to me because it just speaks to the broader vision sure. that the district has for sure. enveloping the community and supporting the community. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about how you and your team came up with these beliefs, uh, what process you used, um, what, um, what uh, literature or, or um, uh, other background Sure. information sure. You, you reference for this? Because this is pretty powerful in it my is, mind. It is. And so I have to be, you know, to be very transparent, the beliefs that you, you, you see there and the mission and vision definitely were there when we arrived. Those were the beliefs that we inherited. And you must and, have listened to those. And, we, listened and we've listened to, to those beliefs to, to build again who we are moving forward and to change the headlines. Um, number one, and 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 just from the work that was done from the historical understanding was that the vision was to involve the community. The vision was to involve family. The vision was to involve teachers. The vision was to ensure that students were a part of that and they were the central part of the work that the adults needed to do as well. But the other part of that is making sure that voices were heard. And so identifying those big rocks Mm-hmm. came a part of this process or that process. And we did the same. We, we said as, as a team, what are we doing to make sure that these beliefs, the mission, the vision, we're living it in what we're doing. We're carrying on that same mission and those beliefs and desires. And so when we do come together to review our um, school improvement plans and mm-hmm. when we look at our district improvement plan, um, any improvement plans that we certainly have, we ensure that voices are included. And it's no big voice. It's no little voice. That includes members of our community being a part mm-hmm. of that decision making and, and ensuring that we are doing those things. And, what, and, and the systems that we have in place speak to that. The actions that individuals see us doing mirror exactly what we say. Mm-hmm. I and you will hear me say this, and if you will ask anyone, I will always tell everyone, I will not give you a show. For one, it's not what I do, but for two, I don't have time. I'm who I am, and this is what you get. So I am, when I wake up every morning, I believe that if we come to Jasper County School District, then every member believes in what we say we're about. Those are those beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so when we interview you, okay, Mm -hmm. when you become a part of our community, we got to know that you, the why that Mm -hmm. you have for Jasper, Mm -hmm. okay, is there, Mm -hmm. there, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, You you know, we we don't just want a body. We want a family member, okay? We want want that support, those individuals that will come in and support the foundation that's there and carry it through. And so when you talk about the process and the foundation that exists and how we make that live every day in what we do, you know, sure, we put it on all of our, our, you know, memorandums and you'll see it posted throughout the school, but the doing is in the day to day is in the day to day. Okay. It's in what we say. It's in how we treat people. Okay. It is, it's, it's, it's in how we respond to an email. And I am one of those individuals that I say to principals and I say to leaders, I'm not coming to your school to put on a show, to look for a show. 
I'm coming to make certain that you have what you need, that we're giving the best to our kids every day, and that if we're not, we're going to figure out why we're not. And we're going to reflect to make sure that we are about the business of being transparent, but being honest, being authentic. That's what those beliefs mean. Okay. That's it means great. being real. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, that's, that's, that's really incredible. I mean, you, um, you know, you speak so passionately <laughs> and genuinely uh, about this and you always have, you know, in every, every uh, meeting we've had together. Mm-hmm. Um, just to wrap us up a little bit, I do want to talk about, I, I do want to ask you um, how you recharge this energy <laughs> and genuine, you know, genuine sure. nature and every day, you know, what do you do to, to wake up every day, ready to tackle the challenges in front of you and to live these beliefs, you know, it, and, and I know that summer is upon us and it yes. is usually a time for some downtime, but I know <laughs> it's sometimes the district's busiest time. Absolutely. So how do you recharge, you mm-hmm. know, yourself sure. to, to, you know, keep moving? and in a positive direction every day. And what are you up to this summer? So I'm an avid reader Mm -hmm. and I do not read anything that is not motivational. And and I shouldn't say that I don't read anything that's not motivational. I do read things that I have to read, Mm -hmm, but I'm going to always follow up with something that's motivational. So every morning I'm going to get up and every, every, let me just start before I go to bed. I am going to say a motivational quote to myself. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do that. Because that keeps me intrinsically motivated and, and that's who I am. And that's my recharge. Mm-hmm. But every morning I get up as well, mm-hmm. I am going to make sure that I, again, find me a motivational quote mm-hmm. in, a, in a piece of literature that I have in my home that I state every day because I truly believe that what I verbalize is indeed what I do. And Mm -hmm. I truly believe that what I do is what people see. And what I want people to see is that I'm Rochelle. I am probably as simplistic as simplistic can be, but I am true and I am indebted to doing what's right. Not because someone is watching me. It's because it's the right thing to do. It's ingrained in you. It's ingrained in me. It's how my parents raised me. They wouldn't have it any other way. And and, and I wouldn't either. But I also am a reflective practitioner, no Mm -hmm. matter what happens. Mm -hmm. Every day before I end my day, I write a reflection of my day. And it allows me to, number one, hold myself accountable for what I set out to accomplish that day. But it also allows me to regroup. And if I didn't accomplish it, to make certain that I do, mm-hmm. whether it's, it's the, the next accountability, day, That's it's accountability. accountability. Okay. okay. And, and so I don't give myself a pass because I didn't get it done for whatever reason. I hold myself accountable for getting it done because it's important that it's done. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been a part of my reflection. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my recharge. My recharge is very simple. I'm going to find a motivational quote. I'm going to surround myself by positive people. I'm going to say a motivational quote every morning and I'm going to reflect over every day and what I didn't accomplish. I'm going to set out to accomplish it. Wow. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I'm going to um, write all this down too, because okay. I'm going to start doing it because I'm yeah. going to start doing it. It's very inspiring. Absolutely. Those, uh, those, those techniques. Sure. Dr. Sure. Anderson. And just in closing, uh, you, um, 
I always enjoy talking to you because <laughs> you radiate this energy, but you are also very, a very gracious person. <laughs> and I just want to express my sincere gratitude for you coming and talking with us as you are always, you know, grateful when we talk sure. and we talk through our plans or we talk Absolutely. through um, whatever <laughs> is happening, you know? Sure. Um, so I, I really appreciate you coming on uh, and joining us for this podcast. And I know our, our listeners will enjoy this episode. Absolutely. And, and I you. have to say on the behalf of our school district, Jasper County School District, our board of education, our young people, our scholars, our community, we thank you as well for giving us an, an ear, for giving us an opportunity to share the great things that I do believe, we believe that's happening in Jasper County School District. And I certainly would be remiss by saying that I enjoy speaking with you and the team, um, Ben and, and the crew continuously. Um, it would be um, remiss of me to not share that the quality that your team brings to the table makes our job so much easier. And that's I a part so. of that accountability you know, and to make certain that we have those qualified individuals that truly have the same vested interests to give the outcomes that we desire for our children to have. So we appreciate you as well. Oh, well, thank you. Idea Exchange, the future of K-12 education podcast series is brought to you by Macmillan Paston Smith. The K-12 studio at Macmillan Paston Smith is focused on helping schools prepare future ready students. Have a question for a topic you'd like to address? please complete the contact form listed in the episode description. Thanks for tuning in to Idea Exchange, the future of K-12 education series. This series is recorded at Bramble Jam Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode.